sorry, no, you're not allowed in here. No, sorry, look, you'll have to leave. The randomizer. I beg your pardon, what? Oh, did Kate not tell you? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Miss Kessel, can you uh, just hold it a minute, please? Hold it, hold it. Hold it, everyone, hold it. What's happening, still? Oh, yeah, right, okay. What's happening is, man, um, well, I don't know what's happening, actually. Well, Stu, Kate and I thought you might like to press the button on the randomizer today. Oh, man! I mean, oh, no, it can't be true. You're kidding. You're winding me up, Miss Kestrel. I'm telling you the truth. Nice to see you again, Kate. Hey, new song sounding good. He's coming along. I've got to leave. You two enjoy yourselves now. Oh, right, yes, of course. Uh, good luck. Thanks. Hey, where's she gone? What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, right, okay, well, what's happening is, right, now, that's, um, no, no, wait, 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 right, what's happening is, Stuart Dapples, right, okay, that's me, Mr. Producer, yeah, okay, that's me, um, I have been chosen, like, in person, that is, like, that's me, I've been chosen to, now, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Uh, no, Stu, I- I've already done it now. Oh, no. And it's an episode from a series we've not yet seen come up. Okay, right, yeah, well, amazing. Well, yes and no. It's an episode I'm not too familiar with, so this may be a tricky one. But here we go anyway with our very first episode of The Protectors. Here's Decoy. So here we are in Venice, with the Pigeons of Venice, for our very first episode of The Protectors. And I have got to say I have not been looking forward to this moment at all. Uh, Trying to get Signor Rule in London for you, Signor. Great. Many of you will have hopefully read the article that I wrote about the series fairly recently. And I, as I stand by everything that I said in that article, I really do love this show. I think it's very underrated. Harry. Unfortunately, a lot of the episodes are quite samey, especially in the second season. I don't remember too much about the second season, to be honest. But Ronald Rad is going on a vacation, so... Uh, Full steam ahead for action and intrigue, hopefully. This isn't a place to be on your own in. Why don't you fly over? You could use a vacation too, couldn't you? Oh, he's already there. Ronald Rad is in Venice. He's asking Robert Vaughan to go over and see him. I'll see you then. Your boat! We have to clear the morning! I'll be right down. Let me have the key, and I shall move it. Right. Oh, this sounds like trouble. What I'm loving about this is... For those of you who aren't familiar with the show, this is obviously one of the the ITC action series of the, the early 70s, but by this point they were filming it all on location. So Ronald Rad's boat has just been blown up, but he is actually looking out of the window of this hotel for real. He is really there. Um, that's a real boat in the water. It's not shot against back projection or anything like that, as you would expect to find in things like The Saint or The Champions or, or whatever. Leading us into this wonderful, if um, slightly misjudged, opening title sequence, because, as I said as well in the... Um, oh no, as I said on Twitter recently, I think, um, I was talking about this opening title sequence. It's like, Robert Vaughan just wants to kind of mess around with the dog, and they're trying to get an action se- an action series going here, but Robert Vaughan's like, no, I just want to hang around with my dog and eat breakfast, so they have to film an opening around that. I think that's... Uh, very offbeat opening title sequence, but it all somehow works. It's a lovely theme tune. And speaking of lovely music, I adore so much of the incidental music throughout this show. If you uh, ever have a chance to to pick up the five-disc Protectors soundtrack 
set from Network. I thoroughly recommend it because there's so many wonderful pieces on there of just just easy listening, cool jazz. There's some very nice music on there. Ronald Rath's just uh, crossed to the window to take a look outside to make sure, yes, on location, he is still in Venice. He's really there. And Ronald Rad was uh, quite a regular in these uh, ITC shows, I think. Probably his most famous role within those was um, in the Prisoner episode, Checkmate. He was the... Uh, was it the Rook? But he did quite a lot of those shows. Just how much were the Mulhaney diamonds worth? Close to a million pounds, that is. That is a nice round figure. Yes, I'd say so. A nice round figure as Professor McLean would say. And meanwhile, Harry and the Contessa are just getting sloshed on the flight over to Venice. And Ronald Rand is now getting to go on a gondola ride. There's something else that the benefits of uh, location filming on these shows. They, the actors could actually go out and enjoy themselves instead of... You'd get very sad sights of you know, Roger Moore standing in front of a back projection screen with a palm tree next to him and the words the Bahamas would appear on the screen or they'd they try to pass off a rainy day in Clacton as the south of France or something it's in this show it all looks very lovely all the places they go to always look really lovely in Europe and um, they always tend to have been really lucky with the weather it's another bright sunny day here in Venice unfortunately it looks like Ronald Rand is about to leave us even he's realised it. And he's emerged from under a bridge. Rather deadish. So that's our big name guest star bumped off for, uh, what are we, five minutes into this? And even though I may not get too much out of this episode, I am going to enjoy the visuals because Venice just looks like such a lovely place. I think there's a later um, ITC series, Return of the Saint, did an episode called Duel in Venice and it's just Simon Templar chasing... Maurice Colburn around Venice, just non-stop chasing, showing off this this beautiful place. I'd love to go there. We have worked together. But on this occasion, the purpose of his visit to Venice was uh, a vacation. At least that's what he told me. Yes. Uh, when he called you. What I'm finding interesting about this, yes, this scene in particular, this is shot on location too. This is not in the studio. He was here for a and... And yet there had already the been show very often set scenes like this in a real non-studio environment. Excellent. The hotel room at the start of the episode was obviously a studio, and Harry Rule's apartment always is. But by and large, they did seem to do a lot of stuff, a lot of scenes for real, in real locations. And I don't know if that, that room that uh, Robert Vaughan and... Bruce Montague was standing in, was a studio. Norrie Dawn Porter's waiting out in the corridor, and that's obviously a studio. How are you in Venice, Signoro? I haven't decided yet. It's quite disconcerting. Did they find anything on the body? No. Well, I'll get back to Jerry's hotel and see what I can find. Okay, I'll uh, try the bars. I'm gonna get so drunk. Strange that he's uh, called Jerry. There's another Jerry in a long line of Jerry's in all of the Jerry Anderson shows, oddly enough. I'm th I think I'm starting to realise why I don't remember too much about the second series of The Protectors. So much of it 
seems to revolve around death. It feels like about half of the episodes in this second season, somebody has just lost a best friend or a family member or something and it all ends downbeat and with sort of shocked, sad faces. And here Harry Rule has just lost one of his old friends, so he's off for a, a mopey wand around Venice. It may be formulaic, but I think I much preferred the the happier endings of the first season. Uh, maybe this episode will get better now that we've got the sad death bit out of the way relatively near the start, but who knows. The music tells us fight scene imminent with mustachioed kosh-carrying bad guys as always, immaculately dressed to all these guys. They may be terrible thugs, but they, they all wear ties and nice, smart blue jackets. A lot of blue jackets in this show. Oh, please, don't be difficult. There is no escape. <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm busy escaping. <laughs> that is literally what's going on. The, the baddies have locked Harry in a room, and he's just escaping through a hole in the top. Because he is just a... Oh, no, he's not escaping. He's, um... He's just sort of hanging off the roof. So that while they're shooting him, he's not actually getting hit by the bullets. Very clever. So now Harry is uh, just waking up after falling out of the ceiling and knocking himself out. He's still trapped in the uh, little room that the baddies locked him in. And... Um, we may as well talk about, about Robert Vaughan for a bit, because I'm struggling to find anything to talk about with this episode. Um, so Robert Vaughan, probably best known at this time for playing Napoleon Solo in The Man From U.N.C.L.E., various other uh, TV and film works. Um, and I think he's very well suited to this kind of show. Obviously, having played Solo, he was an ideal choice for the star of an action series. You look at some of the other names that were potentially attached to play the the part of Harry Rule, um, a lot of probably slightly too old for the... Uh, to be genuinely conceivable. Plus, William Shatner. I would have loved to have seen William Shatner carrying an ITC show. Oh, this is more like it. More cruising around Venice. Can we just do some of this, please? It's, it looks like such a beautiful place. So the Contessa has now gone to the house of Cogna Pepe, which... Oh, is a fashion house. Contessa, welcome. If there is anything I can do to assist you... Thank you. And the fact that this is 1972, you can imagine that this is a reasonably tacky fashion house. We have one of these fibre-optic uh, lamp things in the middle of the shop. It's rather sweet when you see things like that... Uh, Similarly with the uh, the sort of static globes and balls turning up in various sci-fi shows because they think it looked futuristic, futuristic when now to us it just looks kind of quaint. I'm sorry, I cannot help you. I'm sorry too. This is a terribly 70s looking fashion designer character, by the way, that uh, the Contessa has just been talking to. I'm I'm trying to think why, why while I'm watching this... Not why am I watching this, while I'm watching this. Um, why I'm struggling with this, aside from a general unfamiliarity with this episode in particular, I think I'm wondering why exactly we've gone to Venice to tell this story. Because this is essentially 
the crux of this one is, Harry has been told that somebody who was responsible for a, a theft, who was believed dead, is, uh, is now alive and hanging around in Venice. We could tell that story in London. We could tell that story quite easily in London. There's no... Oh, oh, hello. Oh, it's got a bit steamy here. There's a couple making out outside uh, Harry's little um, prison cupboard type thing that he's locked in. But yeah, I don't, I don't really see why we have to go to, to Venice to tell this story. I suppose it... You could say things like that for a, a majority of these episodes that they don't need to be shot on location. They do look very nice. As I said, Venice does look very lovely. But it's also not much of a story. It's kind of... It kind of been done by these kinds of shows many, many times before. You will wait here. And the Contessa is now being taken to presumably see the guy who was thought dead. Think your own thoughts. Don't bother me. And it's not like this show wasn't capable of making really good use of its locations. I think Wham! is a fantastic idea where Prentice Hancock essentially hijacks a mountain. And you couldn't have done that in, in the UK. You need, well, you could have, I don't know, Snowdonia or something. But Contessa read this? Si, signore. And, and Jewel in Venice, Return of the Saints, as I mentioned before, that makes fantastic use of Venice. Really, really lovely. This one, for such a short episode, is feeling rather aimless. Why have I been brought here? Don't get me down, Marcus. That's the sign of a quality baddie. He's, he doesn't just walk down... What's that, a dozen steps he had to walk down? He's got his own personal lift. And his own personal funky shades. Now, you know why you've been brought here, don't you? What am I supposed to know? I suppose when you're a villain with a lot of money that you're not allowed to go out in public, you have to sort of make the most of it while indoors. You really don't know me? No. My face means nothing to her. Nothing at all. I mean, I took my sunglasses off and everything to build up the suspense, but she doesn't know. We didn't have to do this. Do what? Oh, it's all... The, the bad guy looks really sad now. Everything's Everything's gone wrong. Now he's got to kill the Contessa. If I am going to be murdered, may I at least know the reason why? Well, what kind of monster are you? I'm not a monster. I really do like what Nairi Dawn Porter with, uh, does with the Contessa throughout this show. She really feels like a, a live-action Lady Penelope, and to that extent I find her far more appealing than the real Lady Penelope. She at least goes out and does things. She doesn't sort of sit around complaining. She, she can handle herself in a fight. You know, she frequently will grab a, a fencing foil or whatever and, uh, and take on the baddies if a gun isn't to hand. It makes it a bit easier for me, that's all. And I really enjoy the relationship as well between her and Robert Vaughan. Oh, but uh, the police are here. Why don't you give up, Nick? Because good old Harry has got the place surrounded, Nick. having... Uh... Nick Archer! Oh, the obvious bad guy is the bad guy we were looking for. That's um, a twist. You took the diamonds, and you took a new name, a new life. Might have worked, too, if Jerry hadn't come nosing around Venice and seen one of your photographs. 
Drop it. They won't fire at us, not with her here. Watch. <gasps> He's taking out the flower pots. Oh, that was just... Oh. You're a terrible henchman, whoever you are. The, the police marksman just took out three flower pots. The henchman just turned to run and tripped over his own feet. That's a really satisfying way to dispatch one of your villains. Oh, seriously? And this was quite a well, well-directed right. little scene until then. Thank you. Very nicely framed. There's some good lighting going on here because it's, it's taking place at night. But the Contessa has now been saved by good old Harry Rule. And that was uh, Decoy. Um, not the greatest story I've ever seen. Again, didn't really make much of much use of this wonderful Venice location. I can't remember if the Protectors ever returned to Venice. They do return to Venice. No, this was the return to Venice. They had done an earlier episode there. Hopefully that will be better than this. But uh, I've got to say, the first Protectors episode on the Randomizer, this was a bit of a disappointment. Soz.